Hello, everyone. It is Haley. And if you have not seen our social media or listened to the latest Sona Truth, then you don't know what this announcement is. And it's a big one. We at the HLP are incredibly excited to be able to announce that the next adventure path that we are going to play for our second show that will be free to all is Paizo's Curse of the Crimson Throne. Curse of the Crimson Throne is a very well-loved AP, and many people have enjoyed it. But we're going to put a little bit of a twist on it. So, we are going to convert it all into second edition. That's right. We're going to have a second edition Curse of the Crimson Throne podcast coming out. And you might ask, when? When is this going to happen? And that will be when we hit $1,000 a month on our Patreon. Now, we currently are super close to this. So how can you help? Well, number one, you can join our Patreon at whatever level you feel comfortable with. And if you've already done so, or you're already at whatever level is comfortable, or if you know what, you're not comfortable doing that right now, start sharing the news. We're super excited about this and can't wait for all of you to join us on this this new adventure that we're going to go on once again. This is such an awesome and exciting moment for us to be able to announce and actually start putting some plans in motion. And boy, are they in motion. If you want it to be even faster, help us out. Join the Patreon. Up your subscription. Tell your friends. Do what you can to kind of spread the word. We want this to come out. And I think it'll be a very great time. So that's the exciting news I have up top. That's it for this week. Enjoy episode 128. Horse, here's the crew. Do you like liquor and things that go boo? Then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 128. I I think we just have to start with Steve today. Hi. <laughs> Steve, you you were you were given a Patreon beverage and it's like the it, it sounds like it might be the worst one ever. It's up there. Um we've done some bad stuff on this show. We've done the hot dog water and vodka. Um I remember there was a hams uh the Hamosa. Hamosa, that was yeah. Really bad. I was, I was yeah. Searching for Horrible. that one. That was really rough. Um, and there were a couple other ones too that were just generally unpleasant. A tapeworm shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a tapeworm um, shot was pretty mm, bad. You know, the, mm-hmm. the grandma's ashtray. Grandma's ashtray. I think this could go up there, but I'm not sure yet. It's got to be in the Hall of Fame, just so, for the concept. It's, yeah, it's certainly in the Hall of Fame as far as ridiculousness goes to start off. Um, so what this actually is, it's it's a very simple, very simple recipe. Um, actually, it's something we may, we may have uh, might may have wanted to cite on our question on Last Zone of Truth. What uh, two ingredient cocktails are the best? <laughs> this is malort and a chocolate milkshake. <laughs> just 
so far. Yep. It's gone so far. Why so, does it have three color layers in it? I mean, I tried to mix it as good as I could. All right. So I'm going to give this a try. Uh, expectations are low. <laughs> oh, my God. Your face. <laughs> oh, he turned away. <laughs> How is it? That's a fucking war crime. <laughs> <laughs> Who suggested this? You know, Slump. Slump suggested this? Yeah, he was on the Discord all like, oh, I thought that I posted that as a joke. No, you didn't. All right, I gotta try it. Dude, it's it's rough times. Ooh, it's it smells chocolatey mm-hmm. on its face. Oh fuck, man. Oh fuck, man. Oh my god. Oh, that's so bad. That's the thing, man. Like, I'll take a shot of Malort, but because you can just kind of power through that quick. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that I thought the chocolate milkshake was gonna be able to cover a little bit. Not even close. It's it's literally (laughs) you hardly taste the chocolate. It literally tastes like thick fucking Malort. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's it makes it worse. Yeah, the thickness like like coats your mouth. Oh yeah, it just it's cloying because it's So it'd be like if they used Malort and that thickening agent, you know? Yes. Yes. Oh man. (laughs) It is I'm blown away by how bad that is. I was not expecting the Malort to be able to overpower an entire chocolate milkshake that easily. Yeah, it's a medium milkshake. Holy I should have gone with the large. Yeah, you should have. Well, <laughs> how, how far do you want to spread the pain out? Maybe you should have got it extra small. This was a debate in the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, yeah, Steve went, Steve went into the middle path. Yeah. You didn't take the high road. You didn't take the low road. I, see, yeah. I I think I would have gone uh, the like mini frosty. Yeah, yeah. And just get it done. Well, <laughs> brain freeze and all. Speaking of what you would have done, what are you drinking? Oh, thanks, Griff. I've got actually just water right here, but we we have a uh, a little surprise actually. Good buddies, uh, Taylor and Risa, heard how much Steve likes Malort. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what the fuck? And here's a whole other bottle what? of Malort. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, boy. I love when Brooks fuck? does surprises. <laughs> it never ends. It never ends. <laughs> Yes. This, this uh, is not this is not a joke. This I did not know that he was hiding another bottle of Malort under the table. Yep. Yep. Uh so it up here. You absolutely have to thank Tyler and Risa for that, but part of uh, Wow, thank you both. Part of giving that it gift. I have to have old. some. Yeah, what what happened to this bottle, dude? <laughs> It's what it's what it's aged. It's right. aged Malort. We need to get a photo of that. It's a rare, yeah. it's a rare 15 year yeah. Malort. Hey, uh, Emily, that one's for Ooh. you. If you could take a quick photo, our photographer here. Well, the good news is it's been a little while since Griffin and I have had the uh, just at hand bottle of liquor sitting between us. So I think this is going to go in in that spot. Yes, I was told that it was uh, left in the cooler. Uh, and no one had it, and so the the label is deteriorated. Well, Brooks, now you have a shot of Malort. I, I right do have. I, yeah. Have you Ugh. had Malort before? This is the first time I've ever had Malort. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, uh, thanks everybody. Thank you, Taylor and Risa. Yeah. Thank you both.
Yeah. It's pretty bad. <laughs> so, uh, <sighs> yeah. If these dates are how I think uh, they are correct, as far as production dates for this bottle, this was probably made in 2018. Yeah. Nope. In the before time. I don't know if that tracks, but it's a couple of years old. <laughs> More than a couple. I'm sure it ages well. Ah, Thank you, gross. Brooks. I'll, Haley, what do you drink? Treasure that. <laughs> I am drinking um, a breakfast seltzer. Okay. It's uh, distinctly past eight o'clock. In we the had evening. bacon and eggs in our dinner. Okay, fair. It's a breakfast seltzer, it's a mimosa seltzer. I will say, so the name of this company is Breakfast Seltzer. It's not like I labeled it a breakfast seltzer. You gotta be direct with people. The name of the company is Breakfast Seltzer, and they make coffee, which is atrocious, Bellini and Mimosa. The Bellini and the Mimosa are both pretty good, would drink them again, but it is not worth the cost of having the coffee in the pack. The coffee one's bad, but the Mimosa's good. Coffee worked its way through the crew. Nobody signed off on it. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was rough times. Uh, speaking of rough times, hey, Emily, what are you drinking? Hello. This evening, I have a Hawks Dead and Buried, a hard berry cider. It's pretty good. It's very sweet. Uh, it's a little bit like candy. Well, as for me, I'm drinking a Chasing Shadows. It is an imperial stout aged on vanilla beans and cocoa nibs. Probably distinctly better chocolate beverage than what Steve's drinking. Hopefully it washes out the taste. Oh, yeah, it's great. It's really good. Um, so I'm I'm drinking next. I'm the next drink poll because I've, I've won this time. And what I'm going to do is I'm distinctly not going to ask for it like Steve did. I'm not going to... I'm not going to say you know what to do. Well, it sounds not, like you just said it. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm saying what 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 is not going to happen here. Um, what were you not going to say? <laughs> <laughs> takes one shot of the war. Takes a big shot over there. Uh, I think the poll's already out there, so I'm probably not getting fucked too hard. Yeah, I. I mean, Holy when I was putting up the poll, uh, you hadn't asked for really horrible drinks so i just put like the regular drinks from the poll from our list on there so i think you should be okay okay because i wasn't gonna ask for really horrible drinks so perfect we did it <laughs> hmm. <laughs> there, there was a slight hint of mystery in there We'll have to see. I actually don't know what's uh, winning right now. I don't like when you talk like this. <laughs> Everybody that's not me or Steve, it's just like, well, yeah, yeah, just like whatever, you know, whatever the next up in the drink order is just gets put on the poll. And then for us, it's like, yeah, I don't really know what I did. I just kind of <laughs> I let Jesus take the mouse and figure out what what drinks are going to be on the poll. So I really appreciate that about you, Emily. I uh, Give me my hero card back from last session. Um so when last we met our heroes, we had a fight around a wagon wheel, and the party talked to some folks in town, namely uh, a f famous butcher named Grubbs, and found out that they should head to the livery stable to ask the stable master uh, about these dark riders. 
And it turns out the stable master was a plant, a member of the Whispering Way, presumably set there to deter you from your course. However, despite Matumbe almost dying, you managed to defeat him, and you even found a Whispering Way insignia on his person. You also found a couple of magical items. Well, what do you do now? Well, I would like to identify the magical items further. Okay. Give me a spellcraft check. Yeah, I could do that. I could also object read if needed. Don't you miss that? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, they're all cursed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all you have to do is touch them to know that. Unfortunately, they're bound to you. No, you... Again? You can easily find out that he has a plus one mithril chain shirt, a plus two dagger, two plus one daggers, uh, some thieves tools and a disguise kit, which I think I gave you before, and a uh, potion of shield of faith plus four. Uh, There's also a couple vials of what you would assume is venom, although identifying that would require a uh, craft alchemy or a knowledge nature. Perhaps while um, while Eclipse is, is is looking at some of these items, Matumbe will um, ask Freya for a little bit of healing, which we took care of off air. She feels bad for him, so she, of course, gives him the healing that he needs because I believe everyone else is at full health. And as Eclipse passes him vials to identify, she'll also give him a little boost of healing. Much appreciated, both of you. With with shaky hands, he pours some of the potion into his wounds. He goes right no. now. Unfortunate. Not potion. <laughs> I'm handing him venom. Uh, yeah, some of the venom. Oh, okay. <laughs> some of the venom. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, make me either craft alchemy or a knowledge nature. Craft alchemy is going to be the easier check, but your checks are insane. Yeah, let me let me do the uh, nature. Let me see if I can aid. Oh, nope. All right, knowledge nature is going to go to a 31. 31. Uh, this looks like large scorpion venom. You think it uh, it actually deals damage on a track, uh, kind of like the Starfinder poisons do. Uh, that was a mechanic introduced to first edition first um, a while back. And so it deals damage on the strength poison track. So you think that you know, had Freya continued to fail those saves, she would have died after six failed saves. This is very powerful, Benham. I'm not surprised a, a member of the Whispering Way, evil that they are, would fight with poisons. Well, now that we know what these things are, I think we should bring these corpses inside the stable and maybe check out his office. If he has an office. Yeah, so there was an office, and Air Bear was kind of in the process of checking it out when, when combat broke out. There is a door. There are several windows. You notice that the door is locked. The thieves' tools? Maybe we can use those? Way ahead of you, my friend. I have masterwork thieves' tools. Val, val, val. I think we should be a little more careful than we were when we walked in here. Let's check for some traps first. Freya, their trap was already sprung. Nothing to worry about now. (laughs) 
all right, but I'm going to stand back here. And she like walks around I'll and hunkers down under by a wagon. Detect magic and perception. Sure. All right. Perception is going to be very, very high. Uh, 43. Okay. With the 43, you notice the shape of a key underneath the doormat. Uh, but no traps. <laughs> 44 to locate traps. Sorry. Uh, yeah. With a 44, <laughs> you still notice the shape of that key. <laughs> Upon second glance, there is still a key here. I wonder. He's going to go under the mat and retrieve the key. And unlocks the door. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me some perception checks as you look around the office. Okay. Took a real drop off there. That's going to be a 24. Okay. 25. Ooh. Got me. 18. 27 or 29 if it's stone. Uh, you find a stone journal now, <laughs> but it was high enough to find a, uh, it looks like a sales ledger upon reading. You do find an entry that describes, uh, these two dark riders coming in. Uh, they have left their horses here. Uh, they bought new horses. It also makes mention of, um, that the two, the two, uh, dark horses, uh, bear the bear some kind of like winged loop brand uh, figure eight with an arcing line extending from each side or I apologize it uh, that is what it uh, describes as um, the brand on the horses that that they purchased to to continue their journey so there's there's actually like a little drawing in the journal of the brand it's like a winged figure eight Interesting. So now we can ask about that and uh, hopefully find it in the next place. If you were to check out the stable, there there are the two horses described, the the dark riders, dark horses, but they don't have any like saddlebags or anything on them. And there's no indication in the ledger where they might have been heading? No, but Freo, your perception was high enough. You do see that there was a, a couple pages torn out of the ledger which probably would have contained that information and we fully checked the body so it wasn't like on clarence no it wasn't on clarence i have two questions that might turn into checks one why would they write down where the horse where they're going if they purchase the horses i don't know you don't see any verbiage on where they're going okay you just notice that there's stuff torn out of this ledger. Okay. I just thought that you had said something that made it sound like... Also... Uh, I, I mean, I, you could assume, like, several people working for the same organization with clearly a plant from the organization might be keeping track of, you know, the comings and goings of other members of the organization. It's just such an organization around secrets that it feels suspicious that they even wrote anything down. Like, that's very surprising to me that they wrote anything down. But, anyways. They did, so. Sounds like we'll have to have some words with the Whispering Way management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And their communications. It does sound like maybe they didn't pro- follow proper procedures, so. Anyways. Is, do we see any pieces of paper on the ground? Nope, you don't. Pictures of his family. And it seems like since you killed Clarence, you've dead-ended. Well, shit. Hmm. So you may need to ask around Thrushmore to figure out if anyone knows anything else about these 
Dark Riders or where they may have been headed. Time to make nice with the people. Are, is there any equipment by the dark horses that maybe Eclipse could object read and get like an actual image of the dark riders? It, or are they just in their stalls? There's no. It's equipment. just horses. Okay. Yeah, you think if there was any equipment, it was probably transferred to the new horses. Okay. I mean, really, we know two people in town, right? We know our friend from Losco and we know Grubs. Yeah, we know we we know everything Grubs knows for sure. Um, our buddy at Losco, there's absolutely no reason why he would know where people went. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got a a pretty decent gather information. Yeah, I think I think that's where you guys probably have to at least start here. You need to start gathering information in town in order to get an idea of where these riders might have been headed. Okay. Maybe somebody saw something, or at least saw the path they were on. Is there a nosy neighbor that maybe observed us fighting, or is at least looking out their window now to where we might they might have seen something? Yeah, I think that's a that's a great place to start. There's certainly buildings. Uh, I wouldn't say like right next door because the livery stable is probably. You know, kind of a stinky, not great real estate, but but certainly there are on the path that you guys came down to to reach this establishment. There are other uh, shops and houses. Yeah, I, I I mean I got like I said I've got a pretty decent diplomacy to uh, gather intelligence here. So yes, you're going to the neighbor. That's where you're starting with this gather information check. So so I assume you knock on the door. And you would, you'd get kind of the the response like somebody shows up to the door. You can, without even much perception, clearly hear that there's somebody on the other side of the door. Um, and there's the door opens, and you can see the the chain keeping the door locked shut. Sounded like a lot of hubbub out there. What what seems to be the trouble I, I i don't want any trouble i guess is where i'm where i'm heading if you're, if you're killing business owners i i don't have any money no trouble my good friend we are only inquiring about someone who may have left town but a few days ago trying to follow up on a lead per se yeah unfortunately and uh, after he just looked way up to see matumbe's face He's going to look way down to see the cliffs uh, through the crack in the you door. You guys are just foreheads stacked on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Um, but, um, um, unfortunately, we a- tried to ask uh, Clarence a little bit about these people that we just wanted some information about. And uh, out of nowhere, some ghouls showed up and started attacking us. That was not provoked. We were just trying to help the man with his wagon. I think I, I did see some, some wagon holding. Oh, all right. Um, why don't you go ahead and roll a diplomacy check here? I can aid you, or I can roll it. I have a ten. All right. If it is a true gather information check, I would be at this a- one is not okay. So then I am at a plus seven, but I'm rolling with a free d six on top of that. Okay. 
So I don't know. I don't know how you want to play it. Maybe. I mean, I, I go ahead. I'll. I was gonna say I auto aid. All right. Well, I'll I'll do it. Let's see. Okay. Uh, not phenomenal here. That is going to be eighteen. Uh, dirty twenty. Okay, that's enough. Uh, you the door shuts on you, but then you hear the chain slide, and uh, the slightly older gentleman behind the door um, opens it. Well, uh, how can I help? What what exactly are you are you looking to know? You said you were trying to gain some information from Clarence. I, I certainly at least see a lot of uh, coming and goings from the stable, being so close. Whatever information you were able to provide for two writers who appeared a couple days ago, they don't uh, stay long, I, I don't believe, and they left on different horses than they arrived on. We have been calling them dark riders because they wear dark clothing only. Perhaps you overheard some conversations of theirs? Hmm. I... Those dark-cloaked strangers, they... Uh, they swapped their horses for fresh mounts at the stable a few days ago, maybe a week. One of them headed out of town down the the coast road. Um, coast road towards a town called Ilmarsh. Uh, I, I hadn't... I, I, I don't know the direction the other rider took, but uh, Ilmarsh, Il it's, a, it's a little swamp town. It lies uh, just down the coast from us. Its residents are they're strange folks. Um, you know, we've, I, I've always called them musties. Uh, they, they smell kind of strange. Is it something in the air there? Or uh, maybe uh, they have uh, many uh, local fishermen. Is this It's certainly uh, certainly a fishing town. Um, I mean, I've, I've been around for a while. It's just a... It's, it's almost a tradition at this point. The, uh, everyone I know in Thrushmore calls the Ilmarshers musties on account of their smell. I haven't met one that smelled pleasant. It's just off. It's kind of it's a strange smell. I mean, we're right on the on the water as well, but certainly don't. We don't stink like that. They just it's like a, they're always damp or something. I don't know. Okay, so here's a thought. Uh, are they fish people? As you can see, we have a rat folk person, rat person. Are they I'd fish people? Uh, why don't you guys do a gather information, and I'll see, uh, based off that, how much this guy knows. Okay, an actual gather. Yes. 24. Also 24, actually. 23. We got all very close. I'll do my own, too. Yeah, let's see. How's their bear's charisma? Eight. <laughs> Eight. Okay. <laughs> um... That's all. It seems to be all this guy knows. I mean, he would. Um, there's certainly, if if you're heading to, if you're trying to follow these riders, there's certainly people that know more about Ilmarsh than I do. I just, I know that's the direction one of them was headed. But if you were to ask around, 
I'm sure some some folks in town could could at least tell you a little bit a little bit about the place before you head there. Anyone in specific we should look for? If you were to cross the way, um, some of the folks some of the folks out yonder on the island probably uh, they've, they've been known to travel to. Ilmarsh from time to time. Otherwise, I mean, I, I imagine uh, some of the fishermen probably have some information about it. They've probably at least run into Ilmarshers on the bay um, and and maybe have, you know, stopped in port there a couple of times. Okay. This radis have a few days to even you set a week on us. How long does it take to get to Ilmarsh if you're on horse? Mm, on horseback, on foot, I, I don't know that it makes much a difference I'm pretty sure it's really the road less traveled Uh, most people would probably go by boat if they owned one there is there is a path and the rider certainly took it by horse but it's about 30 miles down the river I see it sounds like maybe we should try and find a fisherman or one of these island people and see if they can take us there, or maybe we can borrow or rent a boat. I, I believe that is the proper course of action. That sounds like a plan to me. Can you help us out, then, and tell us where where we would go? Like, where is the docks from here? Uh, just just to the, to the east. Uh, take two streets up, and it'll be about three blocks before you get to the water. You should <laughs> you should hear the sound of the water and probably the docks before you see it. Okay. Is there a reason why they did not take a boat? Is, it, it seems a bit odd that they wouldn't. Mm. Folks have been saying the watcher in the bay has been a more common sighting. The what now? Feel like maybe you should elaborate on that one. <laughs> uh, dark, dark shapes, dark shadows. Uh, something big lives out in Avalon Bay. We call it the Watcher. Do not like that. Um, maybe, maybe as a precaution, it took the took the trails, took the took the path. Uh, it, uh, one one thing I I have heard, uh, you know, through through fishermen's tales, although they'd probably elaborate on it more, the watcher on in the bay seems to favor Ilmarsh, and so maybe maybe this rider didn't want to take a water route to get there. And maybe we don't want to take one either. I still think there's there's merit in talking to a fisherman to learn more about the city, but I certainly do not want to fight a large nautical creature today. We are a full week behind. And I know where we can get some horses. It's it's where we just left. <laughs> that is true, but the stable keep is so hard to find. <laughs> and so yes. Rude. Yes, yes. I really think it's more prudent to go to the docks and even just see if we can rent a boat because like he said, we're like a full week behind and 
I don't really know what this watcher is. And just like as a side note, guys, urban legends seem big here if they're calling other people musty. Yeah, I was about to say this guy is crazy racist. <laughs> of course he believes in weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's not racist. He's he's basing it off of their smell. There's a line there. <laughs> he's towing it. All right. So you guys are heading to the docks. Thank you, Venerable Elder. You've been very no helpful. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that did not make it further at all. Look out for busties on your way down there. <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. So you guys head head out to the to the docks. You see a broad-shouldered, tan-skinned, uh, looks like he's kind of like weathered by the sun, uh, man who seems to be tending, um, tending a boat, and by tending I mean, uh, the, the boat looks seaworthy, but he seems to be, uh, patching it up. Currently, he's a couple feet off the ground, patching a sail, uh, on the mast. And he's, he's the first person you see on the dock. I guess, outside of character, what is the path to Ilmarsh by sea like? Is it full, like, you, open you get, sea? You get that information if you, uh, if you did some more gather information. But also, outside of character, he did say it's just 30 miles down the river, which makes me feel like it's a river journey, not a, yeah. Anyways, so there's a, a man... Yeah. And a uh, seagull. Yeah. <laughs> By the water, I put on the goals. <laughs> Clips will walk up and she will say, Hello, are you fishermen accustomed to this water? Well, yeah, I've been sailing on this bay my, damn near my whole life. And he kind of steps down from the mast, puts a couple final stitches in the, in the sail, and brushes off his pantaloons. What can I do you for? Uh, we just have a couple questions. I have one in particular that maybe we can start with. We've heard tale of something called the Watcher very, very recently. Oh yeah, the goddamn Watcher, yeah. What is that? Like a person who watches mm, no, fishers? Some, some kind of sea terror, sea, sea, sea aberration, uh, monster beyond the stars. I, I'm not quite sure, but it's in the bay. Something you got to look out for. Have you seen it in person? Well, I don't like to tell tales outside of school, but I have seen shapes in the bay, especially at night. But, you know, they don't call me Boatwright the Superstitious for nothing. <laughs> Boatwright the Superstitious. I don't have anything to follow that up. I'm just kind of in shock. It's a great name. It's a great name. Mr. Boatwright. That's what they call me, yes. Are you concerned about the shapes? Uh, have you ever experienced anything hazardous? Are you afraid of the water? My name is Boatwright. And I'm currently at a dock, so... <laughs> but you also called yourself the superstitious. Well, <laughs> oh, they call me the superstitious, and I kind of lean into it. I like to spin yarns. But you're fine with all the water. Oh, I ain't never been attacked by it. But I I will say I see, I've seen it a couple times. So we're looking to potentially travel to Ilmarsh via boat. 
Ilmarsh. Uh, nasty, nasty smell coming up out of Ilmarsh. Do you all prepare your perfumes and such going down to such a place? I have some soap. We did hear about uh, the uh, the people and what they've been described as. Mm. I also uh, question why does it smell? But I, I don't rather know. I don't. Well, do you go up to ask uh, to people and ask them why they smell? But why? I the feel town? like it's kind of rude. It's it's a strange coincidence, yes, that the entire everybody I've ever met from Ilmarsh kind of has a weird uh, aroma to them. Other than the smell they have, is there anything else of note about the people? Are the kind? Are the trustworthy? Do you <laughs> get along with them? Okay. Well, they're they're definitely uh, they're shifty type and you know you you don't want to stay long when you go to Ilmarsh the the food's terrible people suspicious inconsiderate uh they are suspicious as well they're not very kind to their neighbors um except for the neighbors down bay or whatever they call them what do they call them? And where are they from? Neighbors down bay? I I don't know anything about it aside from ill marshers sometimes talk about it. Must be I don't know, it's strange. It must be some kind of other town down there, though I've never seen it like even further than Ilmarsh, because as far as I know, if you're going down the path to Ilmarsh, you know, it's just a little fishing logging town. It doesn't even have like a militia, just a sheriff and a few deputies. But but if if that rider went down there, it's probably the end of the line. Unless he took a boat or grew wings, because there's nothing really down there besides the swamps, the, the sodden temp- timbers and the Destash River. That's it's way too deep and fast at that at that point to to really traverse. Both right, you have been very helpful. The the rest of us. He turns to his his party. If that would be the end of the line, I fear a confrontation with this rider may be imminent in Ilmash. That's very strange. If we don't, I mean, if. The rider isn't there. What do we do? Mask around, I guess. Same thing we did here. We could even backtrack. Take the road. And maybe we'd see where they split off. But the town's our best bet. Agreed. That is true. Mr. Boltfight. The Watcher. What other tales have you heard about this? Uh, I mean, is it a... F- we don't even know if it's a friendly creature. Well, I, I've never heard it talk to anybody to tell them whether it's friendly or not. Well, a dog is a friendly creature, but... Depends on the dog. Well, yes, but... I mean, I, mean, I met you a don't friendly talk dolphin to before, it. and I met an angry dolphin before. <laughs> you don't want to meet an angry dolphin. You don't want to know the things dolphins are capable of. Is this a river or ocean? Listen, it's a bay, and so there's all kinds of, you know... Things on both sides. Well, my question still stands. I I don't rightly know. I highly doubt 
it's friendly, but it ain't never hurt me. I, you know, I, I, I have heard of boats going missing on, on the bay, in the lake, you know, in Lake and Carson, boats have gone missing, but it's a big lake. Mr. Boatwright, do you yourself take travelers back and forth from places? We could use a ride to Ilmarsh, and we have the coin to compensate you. <laughs> I think uh, you might be the very first that have asked for a ride to Ilmarsh. I, I do, I do uh, take people places for, for the right price, but if if you don't mind, I prefer not to get. You know, I, I really don't want to spend <laughs> much time in Ilmarsh. I, I know uh, I know a couple of docks uh, just outside of the, of the town. I, I could drop you off. That would work perfectly. I, 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 I believe it may be a one-way journey for us. So we could return via the trail. All right, then. Uh, well, it's your lucky day. Uh, riding with me, we'll probably get there, uh, get there early, early tomorrow trail would have taken a couple of days but I'm happy to do it for um, what, how many heads we got I, I might need a little help if we're going to make good time if you're willing to help me out a little bit I'd do it for five gold a piece I can help I don't know what to do but I can help I am also familiar with the sweat of a man's brow in making labor <laughs> I can pull an oar well, we'll mostly be using sails, but if we do get into a bit of a squall or something like that, it'd be it'd be good good to know we have capable folk on board. It's not not the most fun to, you know, row yourself <laughs> row yourself uh, out of a you know, out of a sandbar and any of that when if the wind were to die. Well, I have uh, about zero concept of uh, price for travel, so that sounds reasonable to me. <laughs> it's a good deal for both of us, cause uh, you know you you'd be hard hard pressed to find somebody to take you down to that stanky place, you know. Yeah, you could just get to nosy people. No, uh, no, no. You, you, I mean, you'll you'll figure it out when you when you go down there. Uh, there's reason it's not a tourist attraction, you know. Uh, well, the uh, I mean, even the little kids cool. there stink. You know, they just it's it's not even like just the old ones. It's it's almost a, it's ubiquitous down there. Everybody stinks, and and they're all. They're also, uh, you know, they they just they won't trust you for nothing. They all start out with such a such a mean attitude towards outsiders. It's like, well, you're not making up for the smell with your personality, you know. And how am I supposed to how am I supposed to overlook it? You, you've been there, right? You know, somebody that's so you know off putting already that they would have to really have some kind of gem of a personality to make it up to you to make you want to interact and they, they, these folks just don't do that that's a very enlightening observation <laughs> that's why that's why that's why I want to drop you off on the piers before we get to the actual town piers cuz I'm not interested in in saying hello 
Well, uh, we are very thankful that you will take us as far as you are willing. Well, perfect. I'm, I've just finished patching up my my sail, so I'm I'm happy to leave whenever whenever your affairs are in order. I'll I'll be right here. Or if you're ready to go now, I'm happy to happy to take you now. Let's go. The affairs are in order. <laughs> All right. If we make good time, maybe uh, maybe we might even make it by nightfall. Out of character. Yeah, affairs in order. Just killed a man, threw him back in his office, <laughs> and we're out of here. Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Actually, we gotta go now. <laughs> y'all got any bodies you need to dump? <laughs> I've been on those kinds of trips too. Just, I mean, I won't tell you whether or not that'll bring the watcher on our asses, but it could be a distraction for the watcher. I think it's a great idea. I think maybe we go get the body. No. Okay. So, so you want to make this trip? And what I'm going to need is I'm going to need um, we're going to make we're going to attempt to make good time. So we're going to have somebody attempting to aid Boatwright with uh, with navigation. So somebody anybody with like a knowledge geography, knowledge nature for the winds. We're going to need somebody to help him with the with the actual sails. That'll be. Um, That'll be climb. I need somebody to keep an eye out. Perception. You did hear that the, you know, whatever this watcher in the bay is, it seems to favor the waters around Elmarsh. And Boatwright would be no, uh, no stranger to that knowledge. So he would he would probably have want to have an extra pair of eyes looking out for anything strange. All right. Well, if we need to divvy up roles. I- I've got seriously good perception, but I don't think anyone can match me on knowledge checks. So I think that might be where I'm best used. All right. Yeah, my perception's plus 12, but my climb's a plus 13. My perception is a plus 12, and I won't be really much help in any of the other areas. I think the other one was... You got climb, perception, knowledge. Well, I have boots of speed. So I can certainly climb pretty fast, even though I'm not overly great at it. Uh, plus four, but my perception is plus nine. Okay. I mean, multiple of you can do one roll. Uh, basically, I'm going to set a DC, and if you make all three, you make good time. Uh, the perception one will be the first one I'm asking for. So I think we decided that's going to be Freya. Yep. 27. 27. Okay, Matumbe, I'm going to need a knowledge geography or nature. All right, if it's the same DC, I have the same bonus, so interchangeable. So it doesn't matter. Okay, that's going to be a dirtiest of thirtiest. Dirtiest of thirtiest, okay. Um, Eclipse, you're doing some climbing. Yeah, yep, I will do some climbing. 18. 18, okay. Uh, Air Bear, are you... Uh, you can pick whichever one you want to perform since they've all been covered. Do we want to... What was the lowest one? Yours. Right. Yeah. I'd say try and re-roll it. All right. Best thing you can do, right? That's what I'm thinking. 24. Okay. Ooh, that's that's right. Mm-hmm. You're able to make 
uh, really good time. I think you made it to the stable around late morning. Uh, so you would have made it to the docks around midday. You're actually able to make it to a dock about middle of the night. However, Freya, you're keeping an eye out. You do see what Boatwright's been talking about. You see some strange shapes as you approach the area where, you know, Ilmarsh, the waters around Ilmarsh. You do see in the dusk, maybe before you finish your journey, some shapes on the horizon, some black, moving, large, inky blots. Uh, they seem to come as or disappear as fast as they appear. Uh, but notably, you're able to kind of point them out and be like, hey, let's hug the coast here. Um, and nothing comes of it. Between Eclipse and Air Bear, they're able to um, take advantage of Matumbe's good knowledge nature and uh, direct the sails the correct way to, uh, to keep the speed going. Matumbe, you avoid anything like sandbars, and you also kind of direct the ship based off of the direction of the wind. I will say, as you as you reach this lonely port, Boatwright is quick to turn around. I'm going to sail through the night to get back. I wish you all the the best of luck in, in whatever your endeavor is down here. If you're ever back in Thrushmore, you know, look me up. We can grab a drink and talk about whatever experience you're having down here. And if it if it lines up with with all the tales I've heard and all the, the few people I've met from here. We appreciate your cottage here, Mr. Boatwright. I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds here when I say... We met someone in town by the name of Grubs, and I think the two of you would really hit it off. Check him out. He's at the tavern sometime. I believe he's the local butcher. See that grub guy? Yes. I'm into it. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's kind of the middle of the night now. Um, You make it to this pier, Matumbe, I will say, with that high of a nature check. You can tell that um, the the wind has changed a bit. It seems like it might be uh, might be rough sailing tomorrow. Okay. Uh, and I think Boatwright probably sensed that as well, which is why he's trying to get out of Dodge now. Sure. Uh, it seems like a storm might be coming. All right. I would, I'd pass that on to Boatwright. Let him know. Storm's coming, Boatwright. You better get home quick. When you said it's going to be tough sailing tomorrow, you don't mean for us, you just mean in general, right? Like, sailing during a storm is difficult. I understand that. That's what I mean. But I don't understand, like, would we be sailing? No, no, no. Okay, that's why I want to double check. is like, oh, there's a red, it's almost morning and the sky is red. Red sky in the morning, sailor's warning. (laughs) Okay. That's what I said. That's exactly (laughs) what he said through through gobs of uh, Malort milkshake. How much further is it 
actually to town, and I guess what is the path like to uh, to that? Can we like is it just along the coast, or do we have to go in pretty far? Path would be along the coast. Uh, you think it'd be probably another three, four hours walk. So if you wanted to walk through the night, you could, or you could uh, make camp and wait to kind of introduce yourselves to the residents of Ilmarsh uh, in the in the daylight. I think make camp makes sense. Do we smell it yet? It does smell fishy. It doesn't, maybe, it, it definitely smells like everything's moist. So you're telling me something smells fishy around here. Something, something's fishy. <laughs> something smells fishy. Um, okay. So you guys make camp. And in the daylight, you can kind of better see uh, your surroundings here. I imagine you guys want to get your eight hours, right? Yeah, why not? Stormy sky hangs over the bay in the morning, reducing the light to a uh, kind of a burning, misty dawn. You see that where you arrived is a single stone K that extends into the lake's wind-tossed surf forms a quiet landing for boats far from any signs of settlement. Why don't you guys go ahead and make me a perception check. 26. 18. 16. 32. Net 20. Yeah, so with the 32, you think that, like, you... You maybe walk up and down this K and you just manage to make it out. You can see the town. It's kind of across the curvature of the bay. Uh, but strangely, you also see these very peculiar rocks, like this rock formation uh, to the opposite side of the town from you. It looks like kind of jutting stones and it's just a, it's a strange formation that you haven't really seen in this area before. Uh, another thing you see being tossed in the windy surf about 50 yards into the, into the bay, it kind of crests over one of these swelling waves. It's a fishing trawler, and you can make out the name on the side of it. It's called the Inzinglass. And you see a, a man puttering about on the, on the dock, or on the, on the deck, and it looks like he's having trouble. He's having trouble maintaining the, um, the trajectory of the ship. It looks like the ship might be uh, tossed against the surf or against even the K if it continues this direction uh, as violently as it is. Uh, and you also see several strange tarps covering objects on the deck of this trawler. What do you do? Here's the thing. We've just been in incredibly burned by helping someone. You're but, not wrong. But Freya should look at these stones and also we should help this person. <laughs> I don't... I, I, like, Freya's the only one I think that could look at the stones, so I don't know if we just want to look and then... Once we think that that guy is close enough, go and help. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have a little bit of trouble 
getting to him to help without doing some prep work first. But yeah, if I can do a perception. Yeah, you can do a perception as well. You're not going to get to like examine these rocks there. It's a huge rock formation. Like, again, miles and miles away on the other side of the town. I see. I see. I see. I thought that you were talking like some sort of rock formation. Like, you know how people stack rocks on hiking trails. Um, except for more intense, but I didn't think it was like far that far away. So maybe we go and uh, go towards the struggling Inzin glass. Sure. It looks like the boat is currently on a crash course for the dock, and unless one of you can get on the ship and help maintain, uh, help help right it, um, it's probably going to sink. Matumbe, right. is there uh, some sort of uh, rope that you have uh, that may be able to assist you? I believe I may have seen it in your pack. Of- I'm worried here if I, I... I'm not sure I could throw the rope that far, and he's already coming in hot to the key. Uh, hold, hold on to the rope. I'll take it to him. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll hold on to the actually I, I'll hold on to the rope and start tying it to one of the the posts in the in the in the dock here. How much rope do you have? I have rope separately from him if that we can tie it together. Okay, what I'm going to ask is for you guys to roll initiative. Oh, uh, this boat is going to act on a ten. Okay, so kind of like a haunt would act. It's not a haunt. Eclipse your spider senses Why? aren't are not tingling. Why can't it be a haunt? I mean, it could be, but it won't be. It's fine, I guess. And you guys are all kind of on this dock. That ship is going to be at the very end of the map. It is currently 150 feet away. I think the end of the map is 120 feet. Gotcha, gotcha, okay. Is it dark? It's, uh, I said it was kind of like dawn and it's stormy, so I'll say Arenel could be out. It's not like it's direct sunlight. Okay, okay. Thanks for giving me that. Yep. Air Bear, what you got? 22. How about Freya? 20. How about Eclipse? 10. Modifier, do you need that? Nope. Matumbe. 11. Okay, it looks like everyone will act before the boat. What are you doing with your first turn? The boat is 150 feet off the shore, getting battered. I have a spell that could have someone swim out to the boat no need to swim okay I have fly for nine minutes okay that's that's fine. why like I, I appreciate the effort it's just I feel like that's risky in choppy waters oh definitely you do if you have a swim speed choppy water is not bad it okay. is a swim speed okay. and you have the ability to breathe water so it's more of a if there's a creature in the water that would attack you but you're not gonna drown oh truth yeah Maybe maybe that could be um, a secondary if we need it. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, maybe you could send two people out if you wanted to. Yeah. Get them from two sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you think riding the ship, you know, if you had more people out there, it would happen quicker and easier. But it's totally up to you. Is there any way that this guy would, or I guess this captain would be able to hear us over the water or anything? Could he tell us anything? Like, steering is broken or anything like that? 
I think at this point, over the surf, it's going to be really hard to communicate. As he gets closer, you might be able to shout and like have him hear you. But you can tell even from this distance, it looks like he's noticed like your silhouettes on the on the uh, dock, and he he's kind of like waving, trying to acknowledge you. So he he notices you. Okay. But I, I don't think over the over the storm and the waves he's gonna hear you from that far or you're gonna hear him from that far out. Alright, so how about this? Haley Eclipse flies out there, same plan. Um, but instead we have Air Bear tie off. I imagine if we want to send two people out there, it's very likely this is going to be some sort of skill check. And so then that per- that secondary person could be me, go run out there and hop on board and try and lend whatever help I can. Okay, so Matumbe takes the, maybe takes the water route, Eclipse takes the air route, Air Bear works on tying Matumbe off, or tying the ropes together here to get him. Tying the ropes together will only get us 100 feet. But it is also coming towards us, so it could be it like is, next yeah. round. It's within a hundred. We don't yeah. know how fast. I just want to make sure, like, we don't want to. We can't go too far past our limit. So, how long's your rope? Sorry. Fifty. My mine is sixty. We got hundred ten. Hundred ten. All We're right. Good. <laughs> so, Freya, what was Freya's spell? Sorry, it's called Ride the Waves. Oh, it's a pretty good spell. It'll last for nine hours. Well, it sounds like you guys have some kind of idea of what you want to do. Airbear, you're first. If um, if we'll say, like, you guys pulled your ropes out as the surprise round since you perceived the, perceived the boat, uh, you could use your first turn tying ropes together if you wanted to. Yeah, definitely know that we at least need to tie the ropes together. Uh, so that's what he would start with, but also ask the group... Which uh, rope would you like at the very end and which one closer to the dock here? Because we have a limp rope, I'm not sure it matters either way. Because limp rope's part of it and mine's magical, but... Mine is silk. Uh, limp silk rope. Even better. I know, apparently yeah, it, should, it shouldn't matter. The, the rope should be able to pull. Uh, the magic one should be able to pull whether it's you know, attached to the dock or attached to the other rope. So it should be fine either way. Well, then I will uh, tie the uh, actually, magical rope to the dock. No, tie the magical rope to Matumbe. Because if you think about the magical rope, he's going to have to get out of the water or onto the boat. Oh, shit. Yeah, he is. So he might want to take that magical rope because that magical rope allows you to climb at 10 feet. Oh, sure. It's like it sure. can, it can yeah. latch to it and, and pull him up mm-hmm. onto the boat. I'm thinking it might be difficult for Matumbe to get out of the water and onto the boat. Could be, yeah. I think I think that, that makes sense. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we, we figured it out. So Bear, you you tie you're tying the ropes together. Freya, you're up next. Freya turns to Matumbe. If you're going out there, do you need some help swimming? I can give you a good boost. I can use all the help I can get. Yes, please. All right, so then Freya casts Ride the Waves on Matumbe, and it does specify um, this does give you a swim speed of 30 feet, and you can use a run action while swimming if you go in a straight line. I just read that. I'm going to get there in one turn. That's awesome. Uh, But this does also mean if something else happens, Freya can't get in the water because she cannot swim. That was her one. She's sinking. Ability, yeah. She's Uh, beached. (laughs) 
Yeah, so she... You know what, Freya? Life's a beach. I'll just have fun, a fun afternoon on the dock while everyone else struggles with this issue. Uh, but she touches Matumbe on the back and casts Ride the Waves on him. Okay, Matumbe's got Ride the Waves, and it is Matumbe's turn. This is psychotic. The, ma- <laughs> the map takes our entire fucking TV that we display maps on, and uh, Matumbe's going to swim that in one round. So he dives off the water like this Olympic diver. Um you know, bar- barely even makes a splash in this churning water. Um, you said it was pretty, pretty difficult, right, Griff? Um, would you consider this rough water? This is rough water. Wonderful. Yeah. So um, I automatically succeed with a plus 16 swim, a, a DC for for rough water is 15. You don't have to make any swim check. Oh, not at all. A, when you have a, a swim speed. Never mind then. Um, yeah, he's going to jump off and use that run action. I mean, I don't, I don't even know how that looks. I mean, you just look like a torpedo. Remember that this is 150 feet away, so I think that brings you within uh, 30 feet of it, right? Oh, sorry, you're right. It is 150 feet. I don't think we're exactly... It's not exactly on far on enough on the map, but... Um, so, yeah, he's a 120, 120 feet, feet off the dock. <laughs> Eclipse, you're up. Eclipse uh, internally speaks to her buddy. Vance, I'm gonna need some flight. As she spends one point of mental focus from his side of the mental focus transmutation to do mind over gravity and can fly now for up to nine minutes with perfect maneuverability and will go 60 feet this round. Okay. Okay, the the boat uh, the boat on these waves, it does look like it's churning a course for this dock. It's just coming in all sorts of messed up. And so it moves 15 feet towards Matumbe. Uh, so it is 15 feet away from Matumbe right now. Perfect. Or Bear, you're up. Well, besides delaying until I can maybe help pull in uh, the rope or something else. Definitely want to at least do some sort of, or uh, perceive the waters to see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you could definitely do a perception here. 24. 24. You don't see anything, uh, you don't see anything in the water. You, you can just make out Matumbe as far away as he is. Uh, but you've you've been kind of keeping an eye on him, so he's easier to spot. But yeah, you can you can ready an action if you see anything in the water, I guess, to to shout out, or if you you know if they get close enough to start reeling in with a rope. That's what I'll do. Okay, Freya. Freya actually has a few barbed arrows that can be attached to a length of rope, and I did check. I have 50 feet of rope. So I can't make it all the way to the boat right now, but could I take my turn this time to tie the rope to uh, one of those barbed arrows? So if it does come in closer and we need like a second point, Mm. she can fire that. Absolutely. And then uh, pull it in as well to get another. uh, Another anchor point. mm -hmm. So right now you're like tying off the arrow, much like Air Bear to maybe one of the posts on the dock into the arrow itself. Mm-hmm. So you, okay. 
That sounds good. Matumbe. All right. I'm very close to the boat, so I'd like to take a move action to swim up to it. And then is it a climb check to get aboard? It'd be a climb check, or you can have the rope. At this point, I think it's... Or wait, no. Oh, shoot. I might be a little too far out for the rope. Yeah, I might be 10 feet back. You're a little too far out for the rope, yeah. I think. So I would have gone to the extent of the rope, which was only 110 feet. Um, and then I, I'm just going to kind of tread water and wait for this thing to come. It, it looks like it's headed my direction. Okay. Do you want to try to contact this guy on board, the captain? Yeah, I, I, all right. That's, that's a good idea as, as I'm treading water, so I'm not just like completely wasting. You there! We are here to lend you your assistance. My friend is coming in hot. Guide your boat to me if you can. That voice. It oh sounds, no! <laughs> it sounds so familiar. And over the side Eclipse, of the trap. Over the side of the boat, you see um, you see the man that was uh, struggling to try and keep the boat in motion in the right direction and his hood slides off and you see that it is uh, the tufts of white hair and and some goggles uh, peek out from underneath his uh, rain jacket and uh, you see your old buddy Horace Kroon looking at you from over the ship Uh, I need help my my crew they uh they jumped off and swam to shore when when the weather got rough. I am having trouble navigating the ship on my own. Do what you can to bring it to me. Okay. Next in the order's eclipse. Okay. So I can without too much difficulty I should be able to carry Matumbe up. If we need to. Okay. Double checked with his weight. Just if that would be easier, right? I can currently fly, hover over top of him, be ready to pick him up when the boat gets close enough to be a little bit faster. The rope can definitely get him up. It moves at 10 feet around. 10 feet around. I just didn't know how tall the boat is. The boat 10 feet? Yeah, it's, it's like, it'd be like 10 feet out of water. Would be 10 the- feet out of water. Okay. Okay. I was, I was I was trying to think of those contingencies like I don't want him to be halfway up and then the boat like crash. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then with that, I will double move and land on the boat by by a horse crew. Oh. Wait, I recognize you. What a strange reunion. Yeah. So what what can I do? Uh, help help me with the with riding the ship, uh, wh- whatever you know how to do on a ship, just do it. I don't know how to do anything, so this will take me a minute to catch my breath. <laughs> okay. Next in the order is is Mr. Kroon. He does sail the ship. It makes it 15 feet closer to Matumbe. And now Air Bear is up. How does this man become the captain of this ship when he doesn't know much about sailing himself? <laughs> Uh, Matumbe just got the vibe that he had a, a like, hired crew or something that was sailing the ship for him. You should have paid him better. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Alright, I'm going to do the same thing that I did last time. So you're going to look around? Look around and then ready an action for to either call out to them that he sees something if something comes very visible or uh, pull the rope if needed. Okay, make me a perception. 23. 23, you see a dark shape about mid at the midpoint between the boat and the dock. You can't quite make out what it is, but you might yell to Matumbe to get out of the water. That is a giant octopus mini. It looks so cool. Super cool. Bright red to, yeah. But Air Bear will say, Matumbe, there is something in Zivata. Zivacha, I think it is, it's coming for you. Uh, get out of Zivata as fast as you can. Frey, you're up. Uh, with Air Bear's help, you can, you know, him pointing it out, and he's right next to you. You can see this thing in the water. Go ahead and make me a knowledge nature check if you want. I would like to do that. Unfortunately, it's only a 12. Uh, with a 12, I will say this. This looks far smaller than the shapes you saw in the bay. Okay. So, uh, you know, if Air Bear is yelling out about the Watcher, this probably isn't it. All right, Freya, right after Air Bear yells that out and seeing this uh, smaller shape, yells out to Matumbe, and I guess also to Air Bear, it's much too small to be the watcher, but I don't think it could be friendly. Let's keep an eye on it and definitely get out of the water. Thank you. I feel much more safe now. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not the watcher, Matumbe. Uh, it's still it's still 15 feet across. It's a large creature. Yeah, it's, huge. I don't think it's I don't think it's friendly either. But uh, at least it's not the watcher from. Seeing that the boat is still too far out for Freya to shoot her uh, barbed arrow into it. And is this something where we see mostly just the shadow of it, so I can't really target it? Yeah, it looks it's like just, it's underwater. Okay. With that being in mind, Freya takes a five-foot step closer to Air Bear and puts her hand on his shoulder, saying... If this goes south, I don't want you to drown. And she casts water breathing on him. So if something happens, he gets pulled under. He won't drown. Who knows what could happen, but he won't drown. It's a clever move. Matube, you just heard the shouts of your friends behind you. There's something in the water. Get out. It's, it's time to abandon the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so... I've got two choices. I could either, both of them I think involve just letting go of the rope. Either I could swim the final five feet and start climbing the boat, or I could motor to shore. <laughs> Which is a possibility, but I don't think I'm actually going to, and I think I could make it too. But I don't, I'm not actually going to do that. I'm going to uh, five foot swim to the boat and attempt to climb up. Uh, he's in a slight state of panic, so I will be using an inspiration on this. Okay. And, and you using let go the, rope. Of the rope. Yes, because uh, I don't want to get eaten by an octopus. But you you're can, using. You can the still rope. command the rope to 
move, so it's not okay, a big deal. Okay, I thought I thought you could not. Okay. So I could like command the rope to attach itself to the boat after I've let go of it. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. It's magical. It's it's a rope of climbing. You can command it to do things. I just didn't know if you could do that without actually touching yeah, it. I, I don't think you have to touch it. Uh, I could be wrong. It might that. be my own head cannon where I say. There yeah, may be a certain phrase that makes <laughs> the I thought, I thought I thought it had a command word, not a touch. You just had yeah. to, you know, do your your best chicken impression. <laughs> um. Yeah, actually, it, it doesn't say anywhere in here. I'm not sure if there's like some whack or rod or something like has out to be there, held. But it just says cool. upon command. Yep, exactly. Oh my god, cool. He looks down at the rope. Let's go. Sees it start to sink below the waves. Buck, buck. <laughs> uh, and then he retreats like a chicken. <laughs> I mean, listen, you do the same thing. Um, so he swims. So you can five foot step. Yep. And then you're going to use, you're going to climb. Yeah. Okay, roll me climb feet. check. 15. 15 is enough to get up the 10 foot incline. Okay. There's a railing. Mr. Coon, it's good to see you again. Um, if I five foot stepped and then climbed, I still have an action left, right? No, five foot step or f- and then moved. That's what you did. Well, you can't, technically you can't five foot and move. So I think that's your turn. And have a, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because I think, you know, you can use the five foot step as long as you don't use an action to move, but climbing is, right, that's, is an that's, action to move. That's what I was wondering, if that was like a mo- an actual, like, by the books, rules is written yeah, move, it, or like you're a moving move ten adjacent. Feet, you're yeah. moving 10 feet up in the air to get into the boat. You're in the boat. Who knows how safe that is? Clips. You can either make a profession sailor check untrained, or a knowledge nature check to attempt to right the ship. What, what modifier gets added to profession? That's wisdom. Cool, 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 cool. Flat d20 roll coming at you. Oh, Ooh. boy. One. Oh. One. Okay, you do not assist in any way, and the crash course is not helped. The boat moves 15 feet towards shore. I mean, that's not shore. We were we were headed towards towards the okay. towards the dock which I'm calling sure. Technically, you guys are like 500 feet into the water on this. This is an island outcropping. What? It, it, the word K, it's it's like if it was an island, but it's connected by a land bridge. So you guys are technically like out there. It's not really a dock. It's like a... So it's not like mainland? Right. That's not what I was picturing. Good to know. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Despite what the map I had to bring up, because there was it was weirdly wasn't a map for this encounter in the book, leads you to believe. So, what happens here is the octopus, the giant lake octopus, moves and surfaces in front of the dock, in front the dock, in front of Freya and Air Bear. And I need you guys to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Holy shit! Oh no. Well, our bear can breathe. Well, I knew it.
Dance Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.